Good afternoon, everyone. Yeah, um, it's great to um, have the privilege to preach the Word of God once more here. Um, for those who don't know, my name is Mike. I'm one of your pastors here at Victory Ortigas. Thank you, Pastor Cleve, for giving me the opportunity. Um, the truth is, pagod si Pastor Cleve kasi pumarty siya. 80s party siya last night. <laughs> of course, he, I think he had a celebration with his mother-in-law last night. And, but then again, thank you, Pastor Cleve, for giving me the opportunity to preach the Word of God um, to everyone today. So, we are continuing on our series, What Shapes Us, as we all know. And uh, for most of you who have joined us, um, this is a continuation of our series on our statement of faith right, that we have in every nation in victory. And I'd like to invite everyone else to please stand um, as we give honor and reverence to the Word of God. I'll be reading a couple of scriptures here from John, from Acts, and from 1 Corinthians. Today we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. In John 14, verse 16 to 17, it says, And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another Helper to be with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. You know Him, for He dwells with you, and I will be in you. Acts chapter 1-8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 to 7 and 11. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Verse 11. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as He wills. Can we pray? Father, we thank You. Jesus, we honor You. Holy Spirit, as we sung earlier, we welcome You in this place. And we ask You, Holy Spirit, to teach us. We ask You, Holy Spirit, to illuminate Your Word. We ask You, Holy Spirit, to revive us. We are desperate for you. Fill us up, even as we hear your word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Please sit down. So here is our statement of faith, the portion by which we are going to learn from um, today. I put the, the one in the underline is what we're going to, ito yung emphasis natin. No? But this is the entire portion. It reads... Can we read this together? Okay, Laba. Let's read this together. One, two, three, let's go. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit, giver and renewer of life, sent to guarantee our promised future. The Spirit convicts concerning sin, enlightens to the truth, awakens to repentance and faith, regenerates sinners and unites believers to Christ, making them partakers of the divine nature. By the Spirit's indwelling, Christians enjoy God's presence and fellowship. By being filled with the Holy Spirit, Christians are divinely empowered for witness and ministry. As they bear the fruit of the Spirit and exercise spiritual gifts, believers edify the church and bear witness to God's kingdom. Okay na tayo, pwede na tayo mo No, Pastor Cleve, punong-puno na yan eh. But then again, this is a preaching. And what happens in the preaching is there, we're going to drill it even further into our hearts. Because with, with this thing about the Holy Spirit, 
we don't just want to know it intellectually. We want to receive revival, illumination. We want to hear revelation from Him as this is even drilled down further in our hearts and in our minds. Now, in, like in communication, a good way to communicate is to probably show, all right, the contrasts. So I'd like to show you some misconceptions about the Holy Spirit. And maybe some of you are familiar with this, all right? First, the Holy Spirit is an impersonal force, all right? So that's already, that's, those are two things that are already misconception. First, impersonal Second, force, okay? First and foremost, the Holy Spirit, as we learned in the preaching on the Trinity, is, is God. The Holy Spirit is God. That's why we can sing songs like that. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. The Holy Spirit is a person. We can say, we worship you, Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is with us. He's with us. He's not impersonal. And He's not just a force. Kahapon, November 4, di ba? So naglabasa na naman yung may the fourth be with you, di ba? Yung mga warsy dito, yung mga ilig sa Star Wars. So the Holy Spirit's not like that. Just not like a power na parang the force lang, no, ng mga Jedi. The Holy Spirit is God Himself. Second, the Holy Spirit can leave you. And didn't we just read earlier in John 14, 6? Jesus said that the Spirit will be with us forever. And maybe you hear this at times, ba? Parang, wala na akong Holy Spirit. Ako, malis yung Holy Spirit. Ah, nagda-drive ako, uminit ang ulo ko. Naku, nawala yung Holy Spirit, pastor eh. Kaya nasigawan ko rin siya, nawala kasi yung Holy Spirit. <laughs> Hindi nawawala yung Holy Spirit. Alam mo yung nangyayari. And, but then I get you. I get you how at times you feel like, you feel far from God. You know, can you relate with that? At times you feel far from God. But let me tell you this. When you feel that God never left you, you probably just turned, your, turned away. You turned away. But you know what? When you turn back, you will realize that He was always there. That He never left you. Turning back. Making an about face. We call that repentance, don't we? But so when we repent, when we turn back, we realize He never left us. He was always there. So the Holy Spirit never leaves us. If you have been baptized by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will be with you forever. Sabi mo sa katabi mo, may forever kay Holy Spirit. Okay? Baka wala pa yung forever na inaantay ng mga ibang singles. Pero sa Holy Spirit, may forever. Kay Gio, nasa ba si Gio? May forever Gio, di ba? Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, gusto ko lang sabihin yon kasi minsan lang kami makita neto. Alright. <laughs> Magsasawa din kami sa pag-asar siyo. Don't worry, sa inyong dalawa, okay? Darating din yun. Napaki-edit na lang sa podcast yon. Anyway. Number three, the Holy Spirit cannot work miracles through believers anymore. Yan. Yan, interesting yan, no? Um, well, we'll talk more about that as we go along because the points I have to share with you today are coming from the statement of faith. And like I mentioned, we're just going to talk about it even more. All right? So let's, let's start. The first is this. The Spirit's indwelling allows us to enjoy God's presence and fellowship. The Spirit's indwelling allows us to enjoy God's presence and fellowship. Who among you, you enjoyed the presence of God as we 
worshipped him earlier. Sino ba rito? That's most of you. I hope it's all of you. And the very reason why we're able to enjoy the presence of God as we sing these songs in worship, it's not because of the great music. Thank you, worship team. That was really awesome. But it's not because of the great music. It's not because of the atmosphere that we have, that everyone has this face and everyone's just singing along. You know how we're able to enjoy the presence of God as we sing worship songs? It's because of the Holy Spirit. Right? Now let's read John 14, 16 to 17. It says, And I'll ask the Father, and He will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him. For He dwells. He dwells. He dwells with you and will be in you. Say, in you. So there is a truth to the Holy Spirit walking alongside with you. I believe parakletos is the Greek word of that. Walking along with you. With. But there's also an idea here of Him being in you. I want you to catch this. We have a God who is transcendent. You know what that means? That big word just means this. He's above and beyond. The Bible says His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. He is transcendent. And that's why when we think about who He is, His greatness, His character, as we think about who He is, when we meditate about His glory, we can't help but, wow, Lord, we're in awe of You. So I want you to think about and hold that thought for a second. And now, I want you to think about this. Though He is transcendent, He is also immanent. Now, I don't know about you. If, if These two things, they're totally opposite. They cannot blend in together. But they are true simultaneously with regard to God. A God who is above and beyond is also imminent. He is with us. And we experience that through the Holy Spirit. Amazing thing right there. How did that happen? If you're a believer and you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, that's what happened. And baptism means immersion. All right? And so think about this. If we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, we are immersed in the Spirit. That's why there's a song, right? That, um, like, like, uh, like a fire, I believe, right? That, that, come like a flood and saturate me now. And so when we're immersed, and that happens once, by the way, when we're immersed with the Spirit, the Spirit stays and dwells with us forever. And we can enjoy His presence forever. But there's also this idea of being filled with the Spirit, right? And this is something we can ask the Holy Spirit to do every day, right? Though we're baptized once and He's with us forever, we ask the Holy Spirit to fill us up every day. 
Pastor, nandiyan na eh. Ba't kailangan magpa-fill up? Diba? Ano ba yan? Parang gas ba yan? Ha? Pag na-EMT ka, you have to... No, that idea is about being consumed by the Spirit. It's us deciding to attune our spiritual ears to hear Him daily. Because our minds, our thoughts are filled up with all kinds of many, many wrong things day by day. I mean, there may be negative stuff online and, you know, nakaka-discouraged, nakakawala ng faith, nakakatakot, di ba? Or things that happen in your life that may fill your mind, that fill your thought life. And then you're constantly worried. And so therefore, every day, we have to ask, Holy Spirit, fill me up. Fill me up. Fill me up. That's something we can pray for day by day, that we may That's us deciding to listen, to hear the Holy Spirit day by day. Are we getting this? Then again, what's amazing is that because the Holy Spirit is with us, we can enjoy His presence. We can be ministered to by God anytime. And you know, when a tragedy may happen, in your life. I'm sure all of us can relate. I mean, uh, there's one thing, one tragedy we can all relate to, it's the pandemic, right? When there's so much uncertainty, when there's so much fear and anxieties on an all-time high. Right? The feeling of anxiety, the feeling of being anxious, that's what I meant. Not, not the sickness, but the feeling of being anxi- anxious. It's then we can say, Holy Spirit, When your pastor is, you couldn't reach your pastor or your victory group leader because of whatever, because, you know, they're, they're limited, you know. Because the Holy Spirit is with us every day, we could cry out. See, that's the beauty of knowing that we have the Holy Spirit with us. We don't have to go to a sacred place at a sacred time. To experience and encounter the presence of God. We don't have to do that. Everywhere, at any time, we could encounter God because of the Holy Spirit who indwells, who lives with us, who is in us. So, my question is, how many times did we access that? My prayer, starting today, It's in times of confusion, in times of stress, in times of uncertainty, anxiety, and maybe even feelings of depression. And when you're going through tough times, access, we have access to God through the Holy Spirit. We could cry out to the Holy Spirit. Remember, Jesus said, He is our helper, right? He is our helper. And therefore, we can enjoy His presence. We could be ministered to anytime and anywhere. But here's one other thing that we could thank God for with regard to this idea of the Holy Spirit's indwelling. It's this. It's that the Holy Spirit illumines God's Word. He illuminates God's Word. So when you read the Scriptures, and probably the Scriptures are very easy naman to, to, to understand at face value at times. And there's a lot of um, ano naman, commentaries online that will help you interpret the Scripture. But the question for us is not really the interpretation most of the time. It's this. Ang tanong is this eh. How can this apply to me? 
what now? Right? And because the Holy Spirit is personal, the Holy Spirit will illumine the Word, not just give you the interpretation, but tell you what it means for you today. You might come across probably a scripture like talking about the Ark of the Covenant or maybe, um, let's say, um, the tabernacle probably. And you're like, okay, ano na ngayon? Diba? I mean, you'll go to the, 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 the text um, about the, the tabernacle, right, of Moses and with all the measurements here and there and you're like, okay, Lord, may pinagdadaanan ako. Anong, ano, na, ano ngayon yung measurements na yan? Anong kinalaman sa buhay ko? And probably you ask the Holy Spirit. Maybe the Holy Spirit will remind you and will tell you and show you that now you have access to God. Maybe He'll remind you uh, the scripture in Hebrews that tells us that the, the curtain that the tabernacle had separating the holy place to the most holy place was torn into two from top to bottom, signifying that we have access and we could enter into the presence of God anywhere, anytime. See, this is just an example of how the Holy Spirit could really allow you to enjoy reading His Word every day. So now when you open your scriptures every day, walang, walang sayang yan. So here's something, no? Before you read, you ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, help me. Show me your Word today. Help me hear from you today. Right? So it won't just be an intellectual exercise. Every time you open your Bible, right? You're asking the Holy Spirit to illumine that. I, I, have, I am thankful that we have the Holy Spirit who indwells in us, allows us to enjoy God's presence and fellowship. Amen? I hope you are. Second, by being filled with the Holy Spirit, Christians are divinely empowered for witness and ministry, Acts chapter 1, 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. What happens after Acts chapter 1 is Acts chapter 2. That wasn't too hard to guess, right? <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> but uh, stay with me here. I have a point. Because in Acts chapter 1, we're talking about Jesus, the resurrected Christ, already, you know, saying this, making a promise before He ascends to heaven. And if you're one of the disciples, okay, try and imagine how it is. Anong nararamdaman nila nun? They already, Jesus already told them this pre-crucifixion that he at one point will have will will leave them right and at that point there was anxiety already and now the resurrected christ after re being raised from the dead all right restoring peter and all that it's like telling him okay this is the time this is the moment that you guys were afraid of <laughs> i am now leaving you right he's etna and he's saying this before he ascends, but he gives them a promise. What does Jesus do to address their anxiety of him leaving them? He has stayed with them for what, almost three years? Doing ministry with them? Loving them? He gives them a promise. And the promise is that the Holy Spirit will come. 
But that Holy Spirit won't just be there to baby you, to comfort you, although that's great and that happens. The Holy Spirit is our comforter, right? But the Holy Spirit won't just be there to do that. The Holy Spirit is there because the Holy Spirit will what? Empower you to be a witness. And oh man, they needed that. They needed that. Because remember, this had a lot of political um, implications already. Jesus being crucified on the cross, right? That was a political thing, right? And for them to make a stand and, and identify with themselves to Jesus being their Lord, that was, uh, that was risky for them in their time. But what gave them the boldness? What gave them the wisdom, the courage to do this? Acts chapter 2 happened. Pentecost. Holy Spirit coming down on them. And there was this guy. Remember the guy who denied Christ three times? What's his name? Paul. <laughs> Just testing. Okay, kasi baka na natuk na kayo. Ano pangalan niya? The one who denied Diba? Timothy, diba? <laughs> Sino? Peter. Diba? The guy who denied Christ three times. Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit comes upon this guy, okay, he preaches and proclaims Christ to the biggest crowd he ever probably preached to. Because the Bible says in that day, thousands okay, were added to the church. And we're talking about Pentecost, which was something, I don't know, uh, how do you, paano ba natin, para ata siyang Christmas in Manila. Everyone is coming to Manila. OFW's coming home. People from the provinces coming. So, traffic all around because everyone is home to be with. Parang ganon in Jer ang Jerusalem at that time. You have people coming from different nations coming to Jerusalem to celebrate to, to Pentecost because of Pentecost. And so there's a lot of people, Jews and Gentiles alike. And Peter comes out with all boldness and wisdom, mind you, reasoning from the Scriptures, reasoning from yeah, from the scriptures about Christ, the Lord. And let me tell you this, again, that was very risky on his part, right? And yet he did it, and there was great success. Many were added to the church. Why? Not because of who he was. Again, he was a fisherman. Who would listen to a fisherman? Who would? He was no... No intelligent teacher. No, he was. But then again, the denier of Christ became a preacher. And many were added to the church that day. Maybe you're asking yourself, uh, preaching the gospel? Baka si lang yan, si Ivan or Pastor Cleve. Because Christian na lang yan, since pangal niya Christian, probably Christian since birth, diba? I mean, you know. 
Baka si Gio lang yan. Kasi malakas loob ni Gio eh. Diba? Kasi yung personality niya, pang speaker talaga yan. Diba? Parang, baka, di ba nga si Joshua and Tin lang. Diba? Nice to see you, ha? Uh, long time. But it never, if you read this account, it never was about who Peter was. Peter was, could have been disqualified in two ways. First, again, he was the one who denied Christ. Why, why couldn't it have been some other, you know, why didn't ha- sana si John na lang. John never left, <laughs> right? But, but, but it was Peter who preached that day. Also, it could have been someone smarter, right? But no, it was Peter. What made him so effective and bold? It was the Holy Spirit. It's never about you. It's not about you. It's about me. Joke yon, joke yon. Mali yon, mali. It's about the Holy Spirit. It's about the power of the Spirit living in each believer. So if you haven't put your faith in Christ yet, if you haven't placed your allegiance to Jesus as Lord yet, make that decision. I implore you, make Him the Lord of your life. Believe the gospel. The gospel that said that God became man in Jesus Christ, who lived the life we should have lived, who died the death we should have died, was raised from the dead on the third day, proving He is the Son of God and offers salvation and forgiveness to those who believe. Believe Romans 6, um, 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Believe that. Put, put your whole life into it. Put everything into it. Believe it. With all your life. And then believe and ask for the Holy Spirit to come. Then preach the gospel. Then go and tell See, that's all it takes. It's not about who we are. It's not even about our past. Again, Peter, I keep going to Peter because you guys know his past already, right? Remember, the denier became the preacher. Friends, it is by the power of the Holy Spirit that we'd be able to be a witness. Now, there's this guy, I, I... regularly preach at an off-site service in Eastwood, all right? Um, before that, I was preaching here regularly. I really miss this place, really, but I'm grateful to the Lord that God sent me there. We're a small congregation, really, and there's this guy there. His name is Ryan. He's a soft-spoken dude. I mean, if, you, if, I, if I introduce you to him, uh, it's okay, that's fine. Sobrang soft-spoken niya. Sobrang mahiyain. But you know what? He committed his Wednesdays or Thursdays to just go around Eastwood and talk to strangers and to preach the gospel to them. Strangers. He does it alone. But, you know, moving forward, he'll be doing it um, with, with, uh, with someone na. But, so I joined him one time. Samahan kita. So sinamahan ko siya. Sa, sa likod lang ako. Ibang klase. Again, he, he is soft-spoken, you know, I was preaching this in Eastwood yet, uh, this morning. I didn't have to describe him a lot because they kind of know him already. But, you know, for you guys, I'm kind of like emphasizing the fact that he is really soft-spoken, mahiya in talaga. Um, but then, wow, when I joined him one time, he was just preaching the gospel to just anyone. And I asked him, 
Kasi iba-iba yung mga sinasabi niya. Wala siyang template. Wala. Tapos iba-iba yung verse na biglang nagpapap. So, sabi ko, bro, ano ba yung style mo? What is your strategy? Ganun pa ako. Ano ba yung mga template mo? Sabi ko, pastor, ano lang? I just, whatever the Holy Spirit leads me to. Ganun lang siya. Okay. So, hindi na siya nagsawa. Hindi na siya nagsawa. Sorry. Hindi na siya natuwa sa speaking and preaching the gospel to strangers. You know what he did? One time, he just went to the police station near Eastwood. It's, it's corner libisi. He just went there and started preaching to the policemen, the men in uniform. He just preached the gospel to them. Well, nag-walk-in lang. Ginawang ano, ano bang mga walk-in? Dentist. <laughs> nag-walk-in lang siya. And you know what? Umulit siya. The following week, umulit siya. And it's the same guy. Sabi niya, halika nga dito, preachan niyo nga to, mga to, the prisoners. He started preaching to them. And according to him, many, if not all, Pero receive the gospel. And we give God praise for that. He was so embarrassed when I was telling this, and I forgot to, nakalimut ako magpaalam sa kanya. <laughs> he was so embarrassed. Kasi mahiyain talaga siya, namumula siya doon. But see, that's my point. It's not about him. And again, it's not about you. The Holy Spirit can use you if you're a believer. Right? Through the power of the Spirit, we can preach the gospel. Bishop Manny, just thinking about Ryan, no? having him in mind, I say amen to what Bishop Manny Carlos said to us in our, I, I guess this was the, an event we had. Um, it was the commencement exercises for our graduates for the School of Ministry just um, last Friday, right, Pastor Cleve? He gave his speech and he said this about leaders. Because it's either they're born or they're made. And people kind of dichotomize that and say, no, they're born, no, they're made. And Bishop Mary says, you know, it's a false dichotomy, something like that to that effect. He doesn't agree with, with that, but rather they emerge. They just emerge. Because if you're filled with the Spirit, you'll just lead. You'll just do what God is telling you to do. You will just go. You don't need to someone to tap you and say, hey, I assign. No, you will just do it. And really, that's why my prayer for all of us is that we be filled with the Holy Spirit. Not just for our strengthening, our comfort and edification, but so that we could, you know, realize the things that God will do in and through us. Brothers and sisters, let's just allow ourselves to be used by the Holy Spirit. Amen? And third, believers edify the church and bear witness to God's kingdom as they bear the fruit of the Spirit and exercise spiritual gifts. Alright, so 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 to 7 and 11. Now, there are varieties of gifts, the same Spirit. There are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So, if you look at that, some of the things that were mentioned there were this idea of, the, the repeated word is variety. Variety of gifts, right? varieties of service, varieties of activities. And what are those? Those gifts really are really the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives. And there's more, a more extensive um, 
uh, what you call this, description of those gifts found in the same book, in the same chapter even. But the point is this, though there are many, there are a variety of gifts, iba-iba, right? He was saying that there is just the same Spirit. So here's what we can learn there. Each one of us has been bestowed gifts from God. All right? Some call it talents. Okay? So it could be the talents are the gifts, okay? But I would rather call it gifts because it emphasizes the fact that it was given to you, not something you earned and worked for and perfected, you know what you say, so it's about you and all that. But there are gifts. There are, there are spiritual gifts right there that God gives us along with the Holy Spirit. Now, they're, they're and, and magkakaibayan. And so, knowing that it comes from the same God, dapat di tayo mag-compare, no? Kunyari, si Josh, ang galing kumanta. Ah, gifted si Josh, anointed sa worship. Na-appreciate nyo ba si Josh, ating worship leader? Napaka-anointed, no? Kakaingit naman siya, buti siya, yun ang gifting niya. Diba? Ako kasi, ganito lang. Huwag natin maliitin yung gifting natin kasi it, is, it comes from the same God. Right? And it will fulfill. When your gifting combines with His, it will, it, the church would be blessed. God will be honored. The church will be strengthened, right? If we come together with our different giftings and, and co- cooperate and just do what we can. Think about that. Now, this idea of service, um, this is probably the gifted Offices, or the, the offices, right, rather, uh, that Paul talks about, apostles, evangelists, prophets, pastors, and teachers. And you think about these offices, and then, of course, they're a place of authority, right? But it mentions, it, but the same Lord, meaning God is still above all of that. So, kunyari, ako, I hold the office of pastor, Pastor Cleve does. And when he preaches something, that's not him saying, telling you to do it, and you got to do it because he's the boss, what Pastor Cleve does here every Sunday is to deliver the Word of God. God is the boss. So you answer to Him. Not Pastor Cleve, right? Although si Pastor Cleve, the boss, yan, boss man. Idol, Lodi, Lodi. Baal pala dito. Idolatry ata yon. Sorry, I repent. Okay. But the same Lord. And activities, the Greek for that is really just means operation. Right? Miraculous acts. Right? So when we move in the power of the Spirit using our gifts, know that if something, the result of that is not because of what we did. Didal magaling tayo. Alright? Or not even because of the lack of talent or lack of abilities. You know, it will be always because of God. Because it is God who empowers us to do these things. So I realized, just thinking about this verse, the Holy Spirit bestows upon us gifts that must be in operation in accordance to the the Lord's leading. So yes, we can have the gift, but we rely on the Lord. The Lord tells us to move and use those gifts. We we, we go ahead and and, and activate those gifting based on the Lord's leading. Henry Blackaby says this. He said, if we function according to our ability alone, we get the glory. If we function according to the power of the Spirit within us, God gets the glory. And so when we think about moving in our God-given gifts that we are aware of already, 
let's realize, let's have that humility. And you know, this is not about me. This is not about how good I am or, or what. But let me, I, I'm doing this because God has given me this and I'm just stewarding this. I'm just being faithful with whatever gift He's given me. Some of you, you probably don't know that gift yet. Then, then that's a perfect time to ask the Lord, Holy Spirit, what are you calling me to do? To strengthen the church, to bear witness to the world. But also in our statement, it also talks about not just exercising spiritual gifts, but to bear the fruit of the Spirit. And Galatians chapter 5 talks about that, doesn't it? Galatians chapter 5, verse 20 to 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. And you know, there's a question being brought out there. What is greater, the gift or the fruit? And I really don't like talking about that. And again, for me, I don't want to pit those two against each other. They are both a treasure and all that. But if I have to, <laughs> if I have to, really, um, the fruit would be most important. The fruit talks about Christ-like character. And, and see, fruit, the fruit of the Spirit, as you just w saw there in Galatians chapter 20, uh, 5, 22 to 23, because it's fruit, it's not something forced out. It's something that naturally just comes. As the seed of the gospel is planted, as it bears fruit, right? And as Jesus being the vine, right? We, the branches, as we just abide in Him, we will bear fruit, fruit that lasts. The fruit of the Spirit will be evident in our lives. And you have people around you who are not yet believers noticing this. The Bible even tells us that people will judge us based on our fruit. So those, that word fruit comes out all the time. Again, it's not force. It's malabas lang. Dahil you're because of the Spirit. Right? As you abide in Christ. And so there will come, come a time. There will come a time. You'll have people who are not yet believers. Family, friends, loved ones. They'll be saying, Luis, why are you so patient? Right? I want to know what's the secret. What's your secret sauce? I don't know. Maybe some of you, 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 you probably got that from, from a pre-believer. What's your secret? Why are you so loving? Why are you so kind? Pastor Cleve is so joyful. <laughs> so loving. Pastor Cleve, actually, I see all the fruit there in Pastor Cleve. I mean, what, I mean people will just be, gravitate towards you. Without you even doing or anything, without you trying to have a lot of followers and likes and comments on your Facebook, Instagram, or your YouTube channel, subscribe. <laughs> without even lifting a finger, people would just gravitate toward you. Why? As you abide in Christ, as you grow in the fruit of the Holy Spirit, it will just be evident and people will come towards you. And you know when that happens, that's your opportunity not to glorify the self, but to glorify God. Because the secret it has nothing to do with you. The secret that has been hidden from them by the world and by the evil one, you have the keys to. What is it? The gospel. You tell them the gospel. Tell them about this. 
you have the test your testimony as well. And that's your opportunity to honor the Lord, to glorify Him. See, as we land this message, the Holy Spirit is a person, right? But this person is also called a gift. In the very sense that you, would, you probably say that your wife is a gift from God. You know, in, in that sense, right? And, but then that idea of the Holy Spirit being a gift, I don't know, Pastor Cleve, it reminds me really of the gospel. If the Holy Spirit indwells in me, that just brings me to a place of realizing that I am not worthy. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit or the presence of God, right, was in a temple that was beautiful, that was expensive. Think about uh, not the tabernacle, but the temple of Solomon. It was glorious. And it had the Ark of the Covenant that represented the presence of God. But now, in this time, we don't have that, right? We don't have that ornate, expensive, beautiful, excellent uh, temple where we could have a so-called Ark of the Covenant that represents God's presence. That in the New Testament, we are called the temple of the Holy Spirit. Why would God choose to dwell in such an imperfect place like this? It's one of the mysteries, I believe, as well. But again, it shows me His love first for me. Because in His indwelling, I enjoy His fellowship and His presence. But also, in His infilling and His indwelling, I am used by Him to give Him honor and glory. To serve the church and to be a testimony to the watching world that they too will give their lives to Christ. And let me end by just reading um, the statement once more. And I'll just read the ones underlined, right? By the Spirit's indwelling, Christians enjoy God's presence and fellowship. By being filled with the Holy Spirit, Christians are divinely empowered for witness and ministry. As they bear the fruit of the Spirit and exercise spiritual gifts, Believers edify the church and bear witness to God's kingdom. I'm going to ask us to bow down our heads and pray. But I'm also going to ask us to be in anticipation for what the Holy Spirit will do. Because I believe today, the Holy Spirit will move mighty, mightily, and powerfully in each one. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge your presence right now. Holy Spirit, we know that you're opening our eyes to the gospel. 
the gospel that, that says that you love the world. You gave your one and only Son that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Holy Spirit, would you open the eyes of my brothers and sisters to the wonders of that truth? To the wonders of the truth too that says that there was wages for our sins. That was eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Holy Spirit, would you open our eyes to the wonders of that truth. Thank you, Holy Spirit. With every head bowed down, every eye closed, if you're saying, I am surrendering to Jesus. I am giving my life to Him because of the gospel, because of that truth, because of what the Holy Spirit has opened my eyes to. Could you lift up your hand saying, that's me. I'm giving my life to Christ today. Today's my day. Yes, as I see these hands, lift up your hands. There's nothing magical about this. It's just us making this, just declaring to God, yes, thank you, Lord. Pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you that my sins have been paid for in full for what you've done on the cross 2,000 years ago. Thank you that I am forgiven and now I'm set free by the penalty of sin and the power of sin. Thank you that I now receive the victory in you. And thank you that now I can confidently say I am a child of God. Today I receive your Holy Spirit as well. I ask you for your Holy Spirit to fill me up today. I ask you for your Holy Spirit to dwell in me today. To empower me, to comfort me, to strengthen me today. Thank you. As you begin this good work in me today, you will see it through to completion. You will be glorified in my life starting today. My Lord and my Savior, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Can we give God praise for these people? Can you please stand? For everyone else I mentioned earlier, that we could be filled by the Holy Spirit, right? Every day, every time. So if you're here, you're saying, Holy Spirit, I want to be filled by you. Just lift up your hands. Holy Spirit, I want to be filled by you. I want to be filled by you. Come on, just lift up your hands. Pray that in your heart with all sincerity with all desperation you can sing a song too say come like a flood and saturate me now you're all i want come like a wind come on say come like a wind let this be our prayer come on yes lord holy spirit you're all you want you're all you want Come on. For you.
Jesus, Jesus, I'm longing for you, Lord, you are all I want, Jesus, Jesus, I'm there. 